Welcome to BP's third quarter 2018 results presentation. I'm Craig Marshall, BP's Head of Investor Relations, and I'm here today with our Chief Financial Officer, Brian Gilvary. Before we begin, I'd like to draw your attention to our cautionary statement. During today's presentation, we will make forward-looking statements that refer to our estimates, plans, and expectations. Actual results and outcomes could differ materially due to factors we note on this slide and in our UK and SEC filings. Please refer to our annual report, stock exchange announcement, and SEC filings for more details. These documents are available on our website. Now, over to Brian. Thanks, Craig. It has been another quarter of steady progress against the targets we laid out last year. The focus on safe and reliable operations and strategic delivery alongside an improving price environment has driven strong underlying earnings and operating cash flow. We'll start today with some comments on the macro environment before moving to highlights from the quarter and then covering our financial results in more detail. We'll then provide an update on our operational progress, including the status of our BHP transaction, before finishing with a reminder of our financial frame and guidance for next quarter and the full year. We'll then take time to answer your questions. Looking at the macro environment, with the oil market in a more balanced position, OECD commercial stocks have declined to below the five-year rolling average. U.S. crude and product stocks, which account for around 40% of total OECD inventory, have reduced significantly over the last year to the middle of the range. With lower stock levels, the oil price remains volatile to any uncertainties, particularly around supply and geopolitics. Recent factors include the impact of U.S. sanctions on Iranian exports, supply disruption from Venezuela, together with production uncertainty from Libya and levels of spur capacity within OPEC. In the U.S., infrastructure constraints, particularly in the Permian, have slowed tight oil growth. These uncertainties could persist well into the first half of next year, supporting wider middle and crude differentials. Similarly, pipeline and rail constraints affecting the movement of Canadian heavy crude between Alberta and the U.S., are driving wider WTI-WCS differentials, which are expected to be sustained over the coming months. In gas markets, low levels of storage capacity in the US have driven Henry Hub prices closer to $3.30 for the first time in more than six months. In summary, the oil price outlook has strengthened. We expect the oil market to remain volatile in the near term, characterised by lower stock levels and ongoing geopolitical factors. Looking further out, we expect current supply concerns to ease and continued robust demand growth to be matched by growth in the U.S. tight oil production and additional supply from non-OPEC countries. Turning now to highlights from the quarter. Underlying replacement cost profit for the third quarter was $3.8 billion, more than doubled that of a year earlier and 35% higher than last quarter in a very similar price environment. This also drove strong underlying operating cash flow of $6.6 billion in the quarter, including a working capital build of $700 million. In the upstream, our continuing focus on safe and reliable operations saw underlying production increase 7% relative to the same quarter a year ago, driven by the ongoing ramp-up of our major projects. 
Building operational momentum coupled with a stronger oil price delivered upstream underlying pre-tax earnings of $4 billion in the quarter. We also expect another strong quarterly contribution through our shareholding in Rosneft, with underlying post-tax profit estimated at $900 million. The downstream reported underlying pre-tax earnings of $2.1 billion in the quarter. This reflected a stronger supply and trading result than last quarter and was further supported by high refining and petrochemical availability and retail performance. Looking further out, we remain focused on delivering our strategic plan and maintaining a strong and disciplined financial frame. In the upstream, we saw the recent start-up of two further major projects in the Gulf of Mexico with the BP-operated Thunder Horse Northwest Expansion and on the Australian Northwest Shelf with the start-up of Western Flank B, both ahead of schedule and under budget. In the downstream, we continue with the growth of our retail convenience partnership model and have now rolled it out to around 1,300 sites across our network. And as I'll discuss in a bit more detail shortly, we have made good progress towards completing the acquisition of BHP's Permian, Eagleford and Haynesville unconventional assets and expect to close the transaction tomorrow. As we approach the end of 2018, we have strong momentum across the business and are building a tangible track record of operational performance and strong financial results that underpin the delivery of our strategy. Now, looking to prices during the third quarter, Brent crude averaged $75 per barrel, similar to the second quarter average of $74 per barrel. Prices rose sharply through September, reflecting a reduction in Iranian exports and concern over the level of OPEC spur capacity. U.S. Henry Hub gas prices averaged $2.90 versus $2.80 in the second quarter, and BP's global refining marker margin averaged $14.70 per barrel, slightly below the average for the second quarter of $14.90 per barrel. Moving to our results. BP's third quarter underlying replacement cost profit increased to $3.8 billion, compared to $1.9 billion a year ago and $2.8 billion in the second quarter of this year. Compared to a year ago, the result benefits from significantly higher upstream liquids and gas realisations, higher production from major project ramp-ups and an increased contribution from Rosneft. In the downstream, the benefits of higher crude differentials are more than offset by lower industry refining margins and higher turnaround activity. Compared to the second quarter, the result benefits from higher upstream liquids and gas realisations, a stronger supply and trading result and an increased contribution from Rosneft. It also benefits from strong operational performance in refining and petrochemicals, higher fuels marketing performance and a lower effective tax rate. The third quarter dividend, payable in the fourth quarter, remains unchanged at 10.25 cents per ordinary share. Turning to cash flow and our sources and uses of cash. Excluding all spill-related outgoings, underlying operating cash flow was $19 billion for the first nine months, of which $6.6 billion was generated in the third quarter. This included a working capital bill of $1.1 billion for the first nine months, of which $700 million was in the third quarter. Organic capital expenditure was $3.7 billion in the third quarter, and $10.7 billion for the first nine months of 2018. 
Our organic free cash flow surplus was $3 billion in the first nine months of 2018. Turning to inorganic cash flows, in the first nine months of 2018, divestment and other proceeds totaled $400 million. We made post-tax Gulf of Mexico payments of $2.9 billion and inorganic capital expenditure was $1.5 billion, including an initial deposit paid to BHP of $525 million. And gearing at the end of the third quarter was down to 27.5%. We have also remained active in our share buyback programme and bought back 48 million ordinary shares in the first nine months of 2018 at a cost of $340 million. Now to operational delivery, where we continue to make good progress. In the upstream, our focus on quality execution is delivering strong operating performance, with operated plant reliability at 96% so far this year. We continue with the delivery of major projects, successfully starting up two most recent projects ahead of plan. The Thunder Horse Northwest Expansion Project in the Gulf of Mexico came online four months ahead of schedule and 15% under budget. The project, which achieved first oil 16 months after sanction, comprises a new subsea manifold and two wells tied back to the existing Thunder Horse platform. This has brought forward valuable barrels and demonstrates our strategy in action of growing advantaged oil. The Western Flank B project in Australia came online under budget and well ahead of its scheduled 2019 startup. The project consists of an eight-well subsea tieback to the existing Goodwin A platform. So far this year, we've delivered five major projects. Our remaining operated projects, Clare Ridge in the North Sea, which is in the final stages of commissioning, and the next phase of West Nile Delta in Egypt remain on track for startup in the fourth quarter. In September, BP accessed new acreage in the prolific Santos Basin offshore Brazil by winning the licence for the Pau Brazil block. This represents BP's first operator position in the Santos Basin. In the downstream, we continue to make good strategic progress. In manufacturing, Solomon refining availability for the quarter stood at more than 96%, the highest in 15 years. And petrochemical earnings were the highest since third quarter 2011. In fuels marketing, we continue to grow retail volumes and roll out our convenience partnership model, which is now in around 1,300 sites across the network. In Mexico, we now have more than 370 BP-branded sites. And we continue to look for ways to provide lower-carbon products to our customers and reduce emissions in our operations. The AirBP business recently entered into an innovative collaboration with Neste, a leading renewables products producer, to secure and promote the supply of sustainable aviation fuel. And our Lingen refinery in Germany recorded a world-first piloting the use of green hydrogen in the production of fuel. Before I turn to our guidance and outlook, let me take a few minutes to update you on the status of the BHP transaction announced on the 26th of July. The acquisition of BHP's assets in the liquids-rich Permian-Delaware Basin and the two premium positions in the Eagleford and Haynesville Basin transforms our position as a lower 48 producer. The transaction is expected to create significant value through the combination of a world-class portfolio of oil and gas assets with BP's competitive lower 48 operating model. 
Through the sources of value identified, this deal will be accretive to earnings and cash flow per share post-integration. It is also leveraged to price upside, which we are benefiting from at the moment, above the $55 per barrel WTI price assumption that underpinned the purchase price. Over the past couple of months, the team has been working closely with BHP and we expect to close the transaction tomorrow. On completion, we will make a cash payment of 50% of the $10.5 billion consideration, less the deposit of $525 million paid in July and less customary completion adjustments. When the transaction was first announced, our intent was to fund the total consideration through a combination of cash and equity. The 50% cash payment was due on completion, with the remainder deferred and payable over six equal monthly instalments, funded through the issuance of equity over the same period. An additional 5 to $6 billion of investments were expected to fund up to an equivalent level of share buybacks to offset the equity issuance. Since we announced the deal in July, all prices have strengthened and our businesses have continued to deliver strong underlying cash flow within a disciplined capital frame. Our cash cover ratios also remain strong. Taken together and assuming all prices stay firm around today's levels, we would now expect to finance the remaining deferred instalments using available cash. This simplifies the transaction, removing the equity issuance and the related dilution and friction costs that would have arisen. In this case, proceeds from the additional 5 to $6 billion investment programme would be used to reduce debt, given we would no longer be issuing equity. Our commitment to fully accommodate this transaction within our existing financial framework remains unchanged. A full cash transaction may move gearing to the top end of, and potentially temporarily above, our 20 to 30% band in early 2019. We would then expect gearing to move back down towards the middle of the band by the end of 2019, in line with the generation of free cash flow and receipt of disposal proceeds. We will continue to focus our existing share buyback programme on offsetting dilution from the script dividend over time. As stated when we restarted this programme at the end of 2017, the pace and shape of these buybacks will reflect the ongoing judgment around several factors and may not necessarily match the dilution on a quarterly basis. However, assuming the BHP transaction is funded using cash, we would now expect to fully offset the impact of script dilution since the third quarter of 2017 by the end of next year. We continue to expect to accommodate the acquisition within our medium-term organic capital frame of $15 to $17 billion, and our guidance on returns remain unchanged. Before I summarise, and as we look ahead, let me remind you of our guidance for the full year and the fourth quarter. For the full year, we expect organic capital expenditure to be around $15 billion. Divestment and other proceeds in 2018 are expected to be over $3 billion. As noted in the second quarter, this excludes proceeds from the divestment package we announced with the BHP transaction. The total DD&A charge is now expected to be around the same level as 2017. Gulf of Mexico oil spill payments are expected to be just over $3 billion for the year, and our balance sheet remains strong and we expect gearing to remain within the 20 to 30% band in 2018. In other business and corporate, the underlying quarterly charge is expected to average around $350 million. And finally, in the current environment, the underlying effective tax rate is now expected to be lower than 40%, 
reflecting an increase in equity accounted income from Rosneft and other portfolio mix effects. Looking specifically at the fourth quarter, we expect upstream reported production to be higher than the third quarter, with the addition of BHP assets in the US low 48. In the downstream, we expect lower industry refining margins, and we also expect higher levels of turnaround driven by activity at our Whiting refinery in the United States. Let me summarise. With the delivery of another set of strong operational financial results, we approach the end of the year as we started it, with momentum and a clear focus on the disciplined execution of the strategy we laid out almost two years ago. Across the businesses, we remain focused on safe and reliable operations, with high levels of availability and reliability enabling us to capture the benefits of an improving price environment this year. We're also making tangible progress across the upstream and downstream in delivering our strategic milestones. We are near completion of the BHP transaction, have recently started up two major projects in the Gulf of Mexico and Australia, and continue to grow our fuel retail network, notably in Mexico. This is all feeding through to strong underlying growth in earnings and operating cash flow. We continue to expect the organic cash break-even of the group to average around $50 per barrel on a full dividend basis in 2018. As we laid out last year, operating cash flow is expected to continue to grow at an oil price of $55 per barrel real and together with the continuing focus on capital discipline to drive growing free cash flow. Taken together, all of this supports our commitment to growing distributions over the long term, as evidenced by the dividend increase we announced in the second quarter, as well as our ongoing share buyback programme. It also creates optionality for us to high-grade our portfolio, as seen with our recent BHP transaction, enabling us to drive competitive and improving returns across the business. We are looking forward to seeing many of you at our Upstream Investor event in Amman, where we will go into a lot more detail on strategic progress and the future opportunities in the Upstream.